to the Murphy's Law EPL podcast, back for week five after a little international break as well as our domestic break that we took for a few weeks ourselves. <laughs> and uh, we're going to jump right in because we got a lot to cover. I've got Mike and Joe here again. So we're going to jump right into uh, the Soccer 101 bit for this week where uh, Mike's going to be telling us a little bit about uh, youth development and, and kind of how it works in the UK. Okay, so this one was sent in by uh, Finn Barron. So basically, he asked if there is a draft in soccer, kind of like there's in the NFL and uh, the NBA and NHL. Um, so there is not a draft because m- most uh, professional players come from academies, and most clubs have an academy. So basically, if you join an academy, you're kind of like the cl- the property of the club. So. I mean, essentially, once you're old enough to play professionally, you would be, like, you would play for that club that you were at, um, and so, yeah, so basically, some players, jo- you hear about them joining whatever team at, like, age 11 or something, um, and that's kind of, and also, the other thing is there's no, like, training and stuff, and the better players don't necessarily end up on the worst teams like they do in the draft because you get a pick based on how well you did last season. So that's why you see like good players ending up at good teams because they really get to pick who they get. Right. I think a big part of that is with the academies is um, scouting and looking around the local areas, looking for kids that are from from Everton to come in to, to play for Everton, for example, or Manchester, like of the class of 91. Um, the Stockport Iniesta. Yeah, exactly. Stockport Iniesta and... Um, Manchester City. Yeah, Manchester City. Is it, what's his last name? Phil Foden. But yeah, with the draft, obviously a big component of that is the athletes coming out of college. But with soccer in the UK and all over Europe, a big aspect of club identity is that you get these kids in really young and they're training with the club all the way up and then they're Barcelona through and through for example from Spain so and kind of if you're with if you're being with a club from a young age then obviously you're not going to be entering a draft like situation but that's definitely a good question and if anyone has other questions like that or questions you want to see covered outside of soccer 101 or just other soccer 101 type segments feel free to either comment on soundcloud we're working to get onto itunes and you also michael do you have anything else to add in regards to youth development uh not really i mean obviously you can still be a good team without having a great youth academy because you can just buy players but that is a big like goal especially like for teams now that they want to have players that have been with them through and through that are from that area to come up and play for them because that way they're not just taking other other teams work and they're like developing players from the ground up mm-hmm. and that's a, really is a good way to get fans on side to get your fans involved I know a big thing with Manchester United for example when uh, they were pretty down having Marcus Marcus Rashford come through he's from that area so having him come in under Van Hall really got the fans on board and they were much more excited about everything because it was um, and he he failed a trial at City or something or City like rejected him when he was younger something like that I've never heard that that doesn't sound accurate at all I've definitely heard that I've definitely heard that 
<laughs> I have one quick thing that I wanted to mention because I know you guys obviously know much more about youth development than I do. But uh, for my last two years when I was abroad, I had friends who were from the UK, and granted, one of them is a United fan, which is about the most stereotypical thing, you know, to do as a person from England to right like. Par with being a yeah. young American soccer fan supporting Manchester City. Ten bucks. They're not from Manchester. Uh, he's from a small town outside of Manchester, Ooh. but fair enough. Uh, but I think his, I think one of his parents was from Manchester, and that's why he likes them. But um, something that I think is interesting about the draft versus youth development uh, is that you see a lot in the UK that there's kind of, or in the EPL and and across a lot of soccer leagues where youth development is prevalent, there's not as much turnover in terms of teams moving up the table, teams moving down the table. There's a lot of teams at the bottom that are constantly in a specific fight, and that's the fight to not get relegated. Teams in the middle that are kind of fighting for Europa, and they're kind of almost always in that same spot, it feels like, and then Mm -hmm. five or seven teams. And that's where I think a lot of American fans get confused because American fans just look around and watch the NFL draft, and it's like these players have three or four years sometimes less of like a prime time in their career and so because of that you you know if you're a bad team and all of a sudden you get a couple good drafts in a row you go to being a great team right away you sign a couple players and then a team that was you know one in 15 the year before can all of a sudden be in the playoffs the next year basically the last thing is is my friend from the uk and i was talking to him about this he said people don't really think about it like that. Every team is fighting for something, mm-hmm. even though there's not as much of a shakeup in terms of table results, whereas we see these crazy changes on a year-to-year basis. Right. And I think it's interesting to hear Abdul's point of view on right. that as well. I think a big thing like that would be with Swansea, where we were enjoying, thriving, maybe having a cup run, being in the Premier League was great, and then instead of having a few bad draft classes in a row... It, or having like players get injured bad or whatever. Windows. Instead, it's just bad transfers. If yeah. you do bad business, then you're going to go down. A right. Other example would be Liverpool. Obviously, they've always been big, or historically been big. But over the last few years, they haven't been necessarily bringing through a lot of academy players, but they've just been hitting their transfers really well. Mm-hmm. And they've been seeing the success through there. Mm-hmm. So you can, it sort of just fluctuates like that. It definitely, if you aren't going to have a freak show class of people just come through your town mm-hmm. that you have to hope for business right. improvements of transfers and things like right. that. Though there is also in the UK a bigger, you know, a bigger response to local players. Mm-hmm. Like, and one thing is, sorry, um, not necessarily everyone in your academy has to be local. Like, right. for example, exactly. Messi was at the Barcelona Academy, but he's from Argentina. Mm-hmm. So they have scouts all around the world, especially at the bigger clubs. Uh, like finding players like that that right. are not necessarily hidden gems per se, but not like a mile away from your stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I think we could we could clearly debate on this for a long time and just talk about it. But uh, I think we'll for that subject. I think we'll stop for there. If you do have any more questions on that or follow us, we will happily talk about it more because we could kind of talk forever. But all right, let's jump right into last week's games. We kind of have these ranked from you know the order of how we like them. Um, we're going to start out with, with Man U and Wolves, which tied 1-1. United have been struggling, and they pulled out a draw. Yeah, uh, I was. I thought it was a fun game to watch. Definitely an exciting midfield battle. Um, 
the comments that came or the comments Pogba had after about attack, attack, attack were interesting. And since then, we found out like today that he's not the captain anymore. Yeah, apparently he's never quotes I've seen where that he was never going to be captain again. I don't. This is all just so much drama. I don't really want to get stuck in the goss. They also got knocked out today from the Carabao Cup. It was a sweet game. I thought it was really Mm -hmm. entertaining match. Insane goal by Harry Wilson. No, not. I don't think that. This is an EPL podcast, not a Carabao Cup. Podcast. <laughs> I was talking about the oh, okay. Well, they were both, they were both good games. Harry Wilson's goal today was sweet, and he is Welsh. Looks great. Well, I remember looking at my phone for like the first time that day to see your text of "Did you see Pogba's flick on?" Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, so we're back to the game. Back yeah. to the game. Right, yeah, the game they were actually talking about. I think that was Pogba's. I think that could have been the assist of the season or the touch of the season. Okay, Michael's shaking his head and making a grumpy face. So I will. To his credit, I would say that if David Silva or De Bruyne were to do something like this, they would do it in a much more subtle and like just normal kind of strolling way. And, yeah, and it would be great, and it would have been just as like, they could totally do that. But the way Pago does it, where it's just more flair, made it more exceptional to me. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I just. I I'm just. just like, in your support, that I think like De Bruyne or just David Silva would have done it too. I no. I just. I just don't think that something like that could ever be better than like a ridiculous through ball or an insane cross or something. I just think that'd be a better assist, but that's kind of off topic. Um, yeah, it was a great game, a bit disappointing for United to only get a draw, but kind of like Mourinho said, I think he said for this game, I don't know, he probably says this for every game, they don't get a win, but they like, they like played better than United, Wolves did. And they deserved, better than the result. They deserved the the result that they got. Uh, great goal by Moutinho. Mm-hmm. Fred, that was, that was a nice goal. For I think it was Fred's first goal for the club, or mm-hmm. Fred's first Premier League goal, anyways. Yeah. Anyway, that was a. I mean, that was one of our favorite games of the week. Wolves and Man U. Wolves have have been in good games all season long, mm-hmm. despite being up in their first season in the EPL. Mm-hmm. You know. For. For a long time. No, for just oh, this isn't their first ever season. Right, right first season this time after having just come up, right. just yeah. been promoted. Excuse me. Um, so second up, we we're going to talk Fulham and Watford, which is another one-one draw. Fulham, the team that Joe has kind of made me believe in a little bit, still mm-hmm. showing life and then kind of disappearing some at times, but uh, looking good. Watford's been good. Yeah, I mean, I think Watford's been really good this season. I really like Watford and the set of players they have. Uh, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm not... I mean, Gerard Feu might be injured, because otherwise I wouldn't really see... Because he, he hasn't played a minute yet, I don't think. And another another thing, an You're interesting... playing that 4 2 Yeah, an interesting fact, an interesting fact that I heard was... They're one, I think, like the third ever team to have their first six games with the same starting lineup nice. in the Premier League. Fact. That is correct. Or something like that, which is kind of interesting. But, yeah, like you said, they've been playing this crazy narrow formation where it's basically a 4-4-2, but their two wingers have been attacking midfielders mm-hmm. in Hughes and Pereira, who both played really well. Yeah, they both look great. Um I agree with the, or I thought it was interesting with that lineup fact as well, just the first six matches all with the same lineup. Usually don't really see that, like, ever, obviously, um, other than, Western. for example, or like Hull, remember Hull oh. a couple of years ago when they had, like, 
six players. Yeah. That wasn't in the championship. They had, I think they had, like, 16 players yeah. at their disposal, like, Super to start the season because they were, like, all injured or whatever. Yeah, and man, owner issues, but... Yeah, that's beyond the point. Well, I think both of those teams are going to be interesting to watch for the rest of the season. I don't know how both of these teams didn't win it, really. Watford had some great Mm -hmm. chances early on, and they could have held their lead after an interesting goal really early on. And then Fulham had so many great chances. Mitrovic alone could have won the match. He, like, Mm -hmm. really thunked under the crossbar with his head, and then he obviously scored a really nice goal to tie the game. And it was a great game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. This is another example. It's it's interesting to see teams coming up, being promoted, and then right away making smart signings and like actually making an impact in the league. I mm-hmm. like. It's interesting. Two of the three teams coming up look really sharp. Mm-hmm. And then they have a little ways to go. Yeah, the other <laughs> obviously is Cardiff, who did the opposite of that signing, anyone or not signing. Right. Quality, Mostly promoting vacations to Malaysia. Right. Exactly. Gotta love Harry Arder. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that one came out another 1-1 draw, which was another solid game. Disappointing not to see. As an American, I like to see a win, but that's just us. Uh, or me. <laughs> but then we're going to jump into the next game. We got West Ham and Chelsea. Another draw. It's going to be the third draw in a row. Nil-nil. Um, but there was some flair in there. This was a really entertaining game to watch. Um, Chelsea, it was... I think West Ham played maybe not their best game of the season because probably that was last week before that against Everton where they got their first win. But I thought they looked, they really did well to balance out like how they wanted to play with playing against a team that's like clearly better than them where they kind of sat back at times and then really got forward and then sat back and then got some chances and then sat back. And that created chances, and Yarmolenko had a ridiculous chance from about six yards out with his head. And I mean, it was a good header, it just went inches wide. I think, I think despite him missing that chance, he's looked really good for them. Yeah, he's looked great. Games, That's definitely been a big impact on why they've played better, is replacing Snodgrass with him. Right, I think a big reason he's doing so well is that he is big. Like, having a big winger isn't super common in the Premier League. Yeah, you know, he's so tall. He's like 6'3", I think. Right, he can just kind of boss the fullback, so that's interesting to see. And, and fast. Right, yeah. And then Morata had one really good chance that I think got saved. Yeah, I remember that one too, actually. I think also they, despite Chelsea's possession during the game, I think West Ham looked kind of in control. I mean, Chelsea are the right. better side, obviously, but West Ham looked... Like they were defending comfortably. Yeah, they and were when confident they were, for sure. They yeah. weren't like they weren't, and they didn't just like step back and say, "Okay, you can just play how you want to." We're just gonna try not to let in too many. Right. They like played how they wanted to play. And then on the counter, I felt like they got themselves some decent chances, and for they sure. were like putting themselves in good positions. They obviously didn't put one in the back of the net, but I mean. I felt like they were at no point like just clearly outmatched but they in defi- that game. I thought they definitely were missing Marko Arnautovic in that mm-hmm. game. He was, I think, injured. If it was a nil-nil that if you'd went to it, like if you were in the stands, you wouldn't have been that disappointed. Yeah, mm-hmm. or if you watched no. on TV. But, yeah, if you <laughs> But, yeah, where are we at next? Next up, uh, we had Brighton-Tottenham, which was a 2-1 win for Tottenham. They needed a win. They've been mm-hmm. struggling. Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, that was good for them. Brighton have looked decent. They, I mean, they had a big win against United, but They'd, kind yeah, of fallen off a bit. They, I mean, they don't look amazing, but they definitely look like they could be 
Maybe Holder, not huh? quite mid-table, but comfort the that kind of place in between relegation battle mm-hmm. and mid-table, just like kind of comfortably surviving. Okay. Like you're just, I don't think you're going to beat them 4-0, 5-0. Right. Unless you're like really, really on some form. City at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't have too much to add to that other than like like you guys were saying, big win for Tottenham. Hoping to see Son Hung Min score a little that was bit, like but their, that could have been like their third that. consecutive loss mm-hmm. for since I don't know how long. Yeah, right. and especially when when their fans and the players especially are expecting them to compete for a right. championship, they can't. You lose three games in a row at any point in the season, you're kind of you drop nine straight points, you're kind of putting yourselves out of the well, I mean, championship. Conversation. One was in the Champions League, but oh, oh, fair enough. Against Inter, but that was a that was a bad game. They should have kept Yeah, they should have won, yeah. Uh, next up, let's see. We got Arsenal and Everton. 2 nothing Should have been one nothing versus Everton. Thoughts? I saw... Um, I should, heard interesting news. He was way off sides on the second goal. Mm, I do remember that now. the same way that he scored his first goal for Arsenal, which was an interesting thing I heard this week. Well, still a nice like finish. No, just yeah. was way off. But it, that was just interesting that Oh yeah, that was a, that was a great goal. It was a, well, yeah, it was a sweet touch. And the the Lacazette one was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That was so nice. Yeah. That yeah. that could have been goal of the week, yeah. other than maybe Gundogan. Mm-hmm. Gundogan. Yeah. That was just right First in the top corner. No, I, I just think Lacazette could be really big for them this year. Obviously, you know he's really talented. Um, I also think they've partnered well. I think him yeah, and Aubameyang have definitely. partnered really well because I think at the initially, initially were, Lacazette was sitting and coming into the game right. late, and I think maybe, I, well, God, Una, what's the yeah, yeah, I think I initially Emery thought that maybe they would not partner feed, like, well. Yes, like feed right off each other because they've both kind of. If you look back in their careers, they've both kind of been used to being like the oh, guy sure. yeah. who scores mm-hmm. the goals like at Leon and mm-hmm. Dortmund respectively mm-hmm. but yeah. they've looked really sharp together and yeah. it's like made them look like a whole new team Everton had a, Everton really had a really great start to the season but then after losing Richarlison for three games they've looked pretty poor to was, me was this back? was the first game he, he came yeah, he back. back he was back he but this was his first game back and right. like yeah he didn't do much right. um, but I mean he is an attacking presence missed anyway off of Everton's being terrible. That sounds good. That's uh next up Palace and Newcastle, a nil nil that had one of the missed headers of the season for Palace, but it seems like so far it's been a Wait, six game. Palace Newcastle's a nil nil? Yep. I'm just like to say Theo's deviated from the order he's given me and I have this written oh, as yeah. a three nil, so I'm I'm that's probably that what oh. your prediction was, you oh, silly on. goose. No, I did read no. it. I did read it to you in a different order, but I have arrows on my paper. Just don't mind that. <laughs> All, right. All right. Anyway, Ooh, Palace and Newcastle good. was nil nil with yeah. one of the heading misses of the season by Sacco, and oh, it yeah. seems like it's been a, a season of missed chances for them so far. Yeah, yeah. I, like I think I think they have a lot of potential. Uh, I think they just need to find a striker. They're rotating between Benteke, Sorloth, and. Uh, Jordan Ayu and I really don't none of them I mean in really any game in the last like two years none of them have shown any 
will to score goals. I mean, the Where's only goal scorer. Where's coming from? Do you know that he's he been good over the last two years? Well, he's he has he joined in January last year. Where? Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in Denmark, which doesn't really? which doesn't really correlate to the Premier League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, obviously, Ben Tech has been terrible. Jordan, I looked good for you guys last year, but no, he did. He looked okay. Yeah. Oh gosh, sorry. I'm gonna need to take a break in a minute. I'm yawning. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, he just runs around a lot the and gets in the way of other people shooting. Yeah, I, th- I think I think if they didn't have Zaha, he would be a good partner to one of them. But obviously they do. So I don't know. I, but I mean, they're doing fine. They have Zaha and Townsend. I still I still think and back to watching the last World Cup. Aaron Wan Basaka. He's good too. He's such a beast. Yeah. He's yeah, so good. Yeah, the head of the bottle. You see that? I did see yeah. that. Fran threw it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, next up we've got Man City Cardiff, and Man City won the game 5 0 against uh, a very poor Cardiff side. Hopefully, you can't hear the Joe's jumping on the carpet pretty close to the. the uh, JJJ, Joe's jumping jacks. Uh, Joe's, Joe's, Joe's 9 to 5 lifestyle is kicking in a little bit right now. Uh, but anyway, Mike, as the resident city uh, expert here, what did you have to say on this game? Uh, or, sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought Mars looked great. Com- <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought uh, Mars looked great off the bench. Obviously, scored two. Uh, Aguero scored one. Then I think he might have gotten injured. I can't remember. Maybe they just took him off. Um, I was, I was, I was super excited to see uh, Phil Foden came on for the last twenty-two minutes of the game, which I noted in my head when I was watching it because. I've seen him come on for 10 minutes, 5 minutes, and do stuff, but just hasn't had time. And he almost had an assist. He had just a ridiculous run down the wing, and then it was, like, going to be a cross, and he just, like, scooped it across the box to Bernardo Silva. And then his shot got blocked, and he also was, like, threw in on goal, and it got saved. But he just, like, he was just creating chances and making things happen, which is exactly what you want to see. Fair enough. Yeah, and Mars has, Mars has had a tough transition because obviously Leicester and City have almost opposite playing styles, where City just have the ball the whole game and Leicester play pretty counterattacking. So I think Pat, I can't remember what Pep said, but he said something like that, where that was to be expected, because it's just a different, it's just a different playing style. But he scored three goals in his last two games now for mm-hmm. us. So. I think he could be really big for you guys. For sure. Um, a lot of talent. I mean, he was linked all over the place before he left Buster, and he's no, he, carried them for a while. He's kind of mm-hmm. just linked to City, but... <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm glad that Michael watched the game because I looked at the two teams and where it was being played and uh, knew that I was not going to be watching anything, uh, not a minute from it for myself. But thank you, Mike. Yeah. Um, I'll be watching other city games in the future, but against Cardiff, I was like, there's so many games on at the same time. Um, all right, next up we got 
Burnley and Bournemouth, another extremely one-sided game. Though. Which is surprising yeah. because I thought Bournemouth would probably win by a little bit or mm-hmm. maybe a decent amount, but Burnley just completely blew them out of the water, which is really good to see if you're a Burnley fan or even just a neutral because just you never really want a team to just be completely like irrelevant and terrible in the Premier League because it just makes it less competitive and less fun to watch. Do they have a... Did they have a midweek game before that or not? I don't know. I think they're out of the Europa League now, obviously, which okay. is which is good for so them because they were never going to go very far. So they don't have a big enough squad either, so getting out of it, I think, like enough depth. But they do yeah, have they Jack Cork. Depth of playing so many games. So what? They do have Jack Cork though. Yeah, they do have Jack Cork. And he played well for them this weekend. Yeah, he's um, good. I mean, the coach even came out kind of talking about. Like kind of indirectly mentioning that the midweek games were mm-hmm. kind of Killing weighing them. on them, yeah. Right. And if you saw that with Everton a year or two ago too. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, like Swansea, much more years ago, and yeah, smaller teams don't usually handle it particularly well. Mm-hmm. Thank you for not doing your Sean Dyche impression yeah, on really this occasion. It, he's he's tried it several times before. Yeah, and it's perfect. Save it for another episode. Exactly. Uh, Save it for a rainy day. Save it for iTunes. So uh, yeah. Next up, we've got Liverpool and Southampton, where Liverpool comfortably won that one 3-0, as this was a week of draws and blowouts. Yeah, my mindset for that game was the exact same as Theo's for the City one. I was like, there's no way anything's going to happen other than Liverpool winning. (laughs) That was true, yeah. Shakiri almost scored a ridiculous free kick, but he pelted the crossbar, and Mo Salah just tapped it in. Mm-hmm. Um, Mo Salah, sorry. Impressed all around though, I thought. Yeah, and I don't know. officially yeah. alone at the top of the table. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I was impressed with. I oh, I just meant I don't know because I didn't watch the oh, game. Oh, I'm just uh, like I think they could make a push this year for the title. Not I think a, they'll run City close. I think yeah, I still for sure. think City will win, but I think Liverpool will run them a lot closer than anyone did last year. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's um, no way there's going to be a twenty point gap between first and second. Yes. And Chelsea, I don't even yeah. think there will be a 20-point gap between City and Chelsea this year. <laughs> nice. Cut that, and I'll tweet that at Jad. What? <laughs> no, I'm I don't being even think there will be a 20-point gap between Manchester City and Chelsea this I'm being year. completely serious. I know, it just is very patronizing. Well, I love it. I, I mean, it, it's, it's I like a lot it. better than, like, the, what, 50-point gap there was last year. Yeah, I mean, it's, continuing this burn, this has all been a long, long burn in my eyes, but... Roasted. Exactly. <laughs> All right, final game of the week. Um, Leicester City, Huddersfield. Leicester won 3 1. I didn't get to see him too much about James, it. But James they Madison to get back scored a great goal. Vardy scored a great goal. Ian Nacho scored a great goal. Yeah. James maybe Madison I should have seen him a little bit more. James Madison's so good. Really and so tall, too. Yes, he quite I mean, partially just from his FIFA picture last year, it made him look short, but he's like tall. Well. There you go. That's a quality breakdown. Hot takes. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good take. Do we need to say anything more about that? I, think that uh, I didn't have anything on it. I mean, nice goals. Leicester needed a win also. They've kind of been spotty so far this year. Yeah, um, I think they have like three garbage. wins and three losses to start the season or something like that. Yeah. But they were like ridiculously even. Mm-hmm. I think we need to take a break now. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a little uh, five minutes and we'll come back to you guys soon. All right, we are back, and uh, this is where this is where during most uh, episodes we'll typically do a championship check in with Joe, 
though it's going to be a little bit different this week, but I'll just let him explain it to you guys. Yeah, I don't have a championship check-in this week. Swansea drew our last match, and then the match before that against Stoke, we got screwed out of a point by the officials when Joe Allen scored, and he's far offside, so I... The former Swansea great. Yep, uh, so I did not have the uh, energy to make a full championship check-in this week, but next week we'll either be doing a championship check-in or... Depending on when we record a Champions League check-in. Um, not to confuse you. Exactly, not to be confusing. One is the second level in England, and the other is the most prestigious current European uh, club <laughs> tournament. Cool. Nothing else for me this week, and we'll just go straight okay. into predictions. Yeah, sure, we'll jump into predictions for the weekend. Um, and in the past, we've done it kind of by running time, but this week we kind of just made a little list of of games that we were most excited to see, from most excited to least. I thought um, they were just random. Oh. They were, for me, the way I feel the most excited to watch. So everyone's different. Um, but I'm going to read them how I've got them on my paper. So Great. sorry, guys. First game is Chelsea-Liverpool, and I think probably that's the way that everyone would say is the top game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's that's, hear what you got about it. That's at 6.30 on Saturday. For it's the a.m. Games. game? Yes. I love the. I love waking up for the first game to watch it. I'm going to be out in Seattle. Said no one oh. ever. 4.30 yeah, in 4:30 the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to wake up for it? No. Okay. So this is the know. early if game. Ian, if Ian decides to wake me up, then yes. Yeah, but it's easy because you can also just record it and it'll and then wake up at normal time and it'll already be two hours after when you need to. But Sorry. then he'll yeah, see all the how would you see it? You'd be sleeping. Would you dream it, about wake it? Up, that's like what I wake up normally when I'm on a normal day. get the bleacher day, report I, thing. Literally, pause our predictions on a normal day. When I wake up, I'll try to drink some water and not look at my phone right away, and then I'll look at my phone because it's healthy to take a little break. But the actual thing I do first after waking up, other than peeing, is to look at like rumors, transfer stuff, all the stories and news because all. And I couldn't be turned off. Like you couldn't turn that off for the night, the night beforehand, and just and then you can watch. Turn my phone off, and then my mother would worry about me. I'm in a strange. At seven a.m. Yeah, she wants seven a.m. text to make sure that her favorite son is safe in Seattle. Second favorite. Second favorite behind Milo the dog. Um, but yeah, for this one. Milo is her least favorite. Um, anyway, my prediction for this one is a, a two-one Liverpool win away at Stamford Bridge. Um, I think it should be a good match. I'm pretty heartbroken that that's the six thirty kickoff while I'm two two time zones further away. I have one so one. Oh, I also one had one win for Chelsea Liverpool. Wow. Oh, I uh, I despite in. Preferring Everton as my favorite team, and again, I'm not from the UK, so I don't feel the uh, Liverpool City rivalry of Everton Liverpool. Um, I really like a lot of the players in the Liverpool team, and I want them to. Since Everton has no chance, I would like Liverpool to win the whole thing uh, this year. But I think they'll drop. I think they'll finally drop some points. There might be minor uh, ulterior motives to Theo rooting for Liverpool, but we'll wait until the end of the what? season and the potential winning. Oh, 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 Tasty wager. Oh, yeah. Between you and your friend Joey Barton. A joke. Only a few people. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. Um, Perfect. Yep, I don't know who that is. Anyway. All right, next up we've got Arsenal Watford at the Emirates. And Arsenal been looking sharp. I'm going to jump in first this time so I can't get any copycat rumors here. I think Arsenal's got a 2-1 win. I have 1-1. Nice. We all different. I've got... Well, all right. 
Look, you'll find out when, when we're all done with predictions how the table is looking prediction wise, but it never feels good. But I've got a I've got three two Watford win. Oof. Interesting. Good, good I, Watford has, I love that. I hope they turn it around too. They haven't looked good the last couple of weeks. That's why I didn't, yeah. didn't look there. But anyway, uh, next up I have Everton Fulham, um, Everton which winning. Oh. oh yeah, you can jump in. Wow. I just wanted to jump in so that I didn't get that is cheap. <laughs> I'm second. I've got an actual normal one, so I've got two on Everton. Dang it, Drove. Yes. Dang it. All right, there Guess we go. what I picked. Two right. one to Everton. Yeah. I have another one one draw. I think Everton has looked weak and Fulham seems to like just not really step up in big games at all. Not that this is a big game, but it's a team that's ranked above them. Fair. Um or should be. Next up Bournemouth and Palace. Uh, that that could after. be a good game. Mm-hmm. For me, well, I'm excited. Well, I like watching Palace and yeah, Bournemouth, Bournemouth has and Bournemouth, Bournemouth has surprised. So I feel like Bournemouth could look good this week after looking poor last week. Yeah. Right, that was and, my... And they've looked good in past weeks. I've got Palace 2-1. I have... I have Bournemouth 2-1. You just uh, want to put that out and get that in real quick? He has nice speaking in his mind. And what? Oh, there you go. Now, now he is, but he's doing it too much. Okay, well, this I... This is just getting uh, awkward. We're all peaking. Okay, well... <laughs> so peaking. I can't edit this. This is all peak. Okay, well, uh, I split the difference there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god that laugh is yeah we're all peaked as hell uh, I split the difference there so I have Everton Fulham drawing 1-1 one, one, so oh no we're not on Everton Fulham that's <laughs> and ready cause well I had the same result for both games so alright ready alright I split the difference from you guys I had Bournemouth and Palace drawing 1-1 one, one. maybe it was a week of draws last week so my my predictions are a little bit draw heavy anyway uh, next up, Newcastle and Leicester. What do you guys got? I have a two 0 win for Leicester. Newcastle, just Damn like it. Newcastle. Have, I mean, Leicester have been pretty inconsistent, but they've they've looked good for the most part, and Newcastle have looked terrible. I think they're like joint bottom of the league they with looked, like three draws have that have all been nil nils. I think. I had uh, a 2 0 Leicester win as well. Copier. Yeah, copy. I'm gonna hop on the Michael bandwagon. Yeah. Um, I've got a. Excuse me. Thank you. Sorry, I was uh, reading, but I've got a three-one Leicester win for myself. So. Hmm. They're gonna get on the board. It redeems, it redeems not speaking into the microphone by having a nice unique pick. I yeah. appreciate it. A nice unique pick with a low chance of happening. Anyway, a next nice up, unique pick we've got Man City and focus. Brighton, <laughs> and I'm gonna jump in. And after, I'm gonna jump in first. I want to jump in first, dude. Okay, I have City four nil. Three nil. Oh city. my god! Come <laughs> on. All right, well, I had four nil City I as have, well. I have three nil City, so. Uh, I feel like these ones are honestly the easier ones to predict. What Except we all pick the same well, one. Well, these are the city usually wins three or four nil. True. Sure. Except for last week. Also, it's usually safer that we'll all get at least one point in our calculations because we usually right. pick the right winning team. Because they're definitely gonna win. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah, if they don't win at home against Brighton, it's gonna be a, a well, travesty. Yeah, there'll be some bit nasty Head stuff out. happening outside of the. Uh, at the end. Anyway, you can pick the next two in a row since we. Had a First, you mean? Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. Okay, let's go. Wolves and Southampton. To me, I love... I actually really enjoy watching Wolves play, but they never mm-hmm. seem to score a lot of goals, so I think they're going to win, but 1-0. Nice. 
Two no wolves. Three one wolves for me. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, next up, I had Huddersfield and Tottenham. I think after getting a win, maybe they'll get back on the right track. 2-0 to Tottenham. 3-1 Spurs. Ooh. Uh, uh, to write down that edit point, I said a word that I can't leave in. I had 3-1 uh, to Spurs as well. Hoo-hoo, copycat. All right. Two left here. We got Cardiff and Burnley. This is not in the order of how I will be watching because I will be watching the West Ham United game, which is the last one we're going to talk about. But uh, I had 1-0 to Burnley. I think being on the road now... They still won't have midweek football, but I think they'll uh, they still might. pull off I a win. I, I have 2-0 I have no Burnley. Nice. I have 2-1 Burnley. <sighs> nice. All right. Consistently on the Burnley train. Mm-hmm. Can I uh, go first this time? Yes, you guys. Okay, because yes, I know you're at least one of you going to take this. Sure. Uh, for the West West Ham against Manchester United, I have 1-1. One, one. Nice. I have 2-2. 3-2. No, I'm going to take a... I'm actually going to take a United win. I think it's going to be 2-1 United. Huh. I don't want to go 2-1 West Ham, but I'm going to stick with 2-2. That's what I boarded it Come on, before. you irons. Yeah. I think it should be a good... This looks like a good set of fixtures to me. Sometimes it comes out with clunkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought that while I was trying to get it. should be better than last week, yeah. I think. I hope so. Right. Last week is kind of bad. Yeah. I didn't have I didn't have a lot of games last week that I was really looking forward to. Yeah, that's also true. The highlight match, like the two biggest name match... Or teams being matched up, I guess, was like... Fulham, Watford, and then Arsenal, Everton was obviously was the biggest one of like, right. you know, two teams that are well known. But I, mean, I was most looking forward to the Leon uh, Marseille game. That like, does not count. EPL, EPL. Yeah, I know. EPL. I'm just saying, but that's a bad sign for the EPL picture. Right. The, the game I'm most excited for is in France, even though it was a great Le Classique, four-one <laughs> Leon winning. <laughs> Some Ore looked amazing in the midfield. And Tango Ndombele. He's so good. Now being linked with everyone. Both of them. He looked fantastic. And absolute engine in the midfield. Awar, whatever yeah, it is. Hassan Yeah, that. All right. This is all we struggle to we struggle to stay on topic a little bit as a table, but yeah. that's a good thing sometimes. Anyway, uh, we're just gonna throw in. You know, we're gonna be getting back on track every week. So, you know, whether we'll try to be posting by the end of the week, we'll be recording early in the week. So maybe if we have Champions League stuff, you know. That's still TBD if that'll be in the podcast because we don't know if we'll be recording on Tuesday or Wednesday, whether it's before or after the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we record after, we'll do our best to get it in there. It's you know, tough to edit that quickly for you guys. But um, any last sign-off for you? And then, and oh, and then and should I do the table? Oh, yeah. Ooh, Mike has Michael, the last goodness. Michael, yeah, so for the, the pick, the predictions table... Uh, we have a tie right now for second and third, or second, I guess. <laughs> and the yeah, last, last place, place Joe and Theo both have 27 points total. Obviously, we didn't do uh, week one. Um, but And then I have 35 on top. So. And uh, how many points point does the leader lead. have in the EPL right now? No idea. Well, I think we'd be in first place, so we're still okay with it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I, think, I don't think they've played enough games to have 27 points. That's yeah. true. No, they haven't. Oh, yeah. They would need to play nine. Yeah. That's right. Uh, all right, Good perfect. Maths. We're going to sign off. Have a great night, you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Peace.